Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Hello again, fellow Kitchen Table theologians, and welcome to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're always going to try to put those theological cookies on the bottom shelf where we can all reach them. We try to do this in ways that are very applicable to the lives we all live, because the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. As a quick reminder for all of us in this latest series, we've been learning about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We've learned how the Trinity is the doctrine all Christians believe, but tend to seldom discuss, either because we all understand it and therefore we don't need to discuss it, or none of us really understands it and therefore we avoid it. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. We've talked about this. I like the concept of the Trinity as some Something we think we know about, but as my grandma would say, we tend to get all discombobulated when we when we try to talk about it. That we think we have the words we want to say, but we just can't get them to come out of our mouth. So, you know what? I've always thought that you had a way with words, Pastor Jeff Cranston, and I tend to remember that you have an interesting way that you like to tell the story of Cinderella. Can you give us a little a little Rinders, riff of that? Rendersella. R- oh, Rendersella. Excuse Rindersella. me. Well, hit yeah. us with some of that today. Yeah, this is. Um, I've I've done this for years, and I'm I'm working on the P little Thriggs. I've written it out, but you take the story of Cinderella and you just change the words around. So you have Rendersella and her mugly other and two sad bisters, and she uh, heard the stroke of no, sorry, she heard the moke of Stridnite stand down the rares and slopped her dripper. And then the prance of hints, he went on over that corn country looking for the beautiful girl who'd slopped her dripper, and he tried that slash clipper on her mugly other, and it fitted did her. And then he tried the slash clipper on her two sad bisters, and it fitted did it, either one of them. And he finally, the prance of hints, tried it on Rendersella, and it fitted it, and they got, you know the rest of the story, they got harried and lived happily ever after. Oh my gosh, I've heard it probably 15 <laughs> times at this point, and it still, again, gets me all discombobulated, even at the thought of having to repeat it. And sometimes I think that's the way we all feel when it comes to the Trinity. We think we've got it, but then somebody says, hey, explain the Trinity, and then it comes down to it, and we realize what we think we got, we actually don't got it. We don't got it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Because of the magnitude uh, of, of all Scripture tells us about the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's so much. Today, within our time constraints, we, we'll, we'll need to be a little bit more selective uh, than exhaustive. Now, we may be exhausting, but we mm. can't be exhaustive. So <laughs> for jumping off point, let's consider the Holy Spirit's role from the vantage point are the words of Jesus that we find in John's gospel in chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. Jen, you got those, uh, those verses in front of you. Would you read those two verses for us? I will. And it says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So here we've got the Holy Spirit referred to by Jesus himself as the Helper, and that's capital H, Helper. The Holy Spirit's identity is as another Helper. 
And this is really cool. The Greek word translated as another in that, that verse means a helper of the same kind. I mean, like an identical kind of a helper, not, not, not a different kind of helper, a helper of the same kind, same type. So the Holy Spirit's the one who comes alongside of us. And Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, he said, he'll be with you forever. He abides or he dwells with you and he will be in you. So in other words, the ministry of the Spirit is both permanent and personal. And we spoke a bit about this before, about the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. already here in Kitchen Table Theology. I believe it was episode 007, 007, 007. the famous 007, our first podcast Q&A where we mm -hmm. talked about the personhood of the Spirit. So if you want to know more about that topic, check out that podcast. You can go back and take a look at it or take a listen to it rather. Take a listen. Pastor Jeff, how about sharing with us today regarding this role and the identity of this health Helper as a part of the Trinity. Okay, so let's jump in. To, and to guide us, I'm going to utilize a few points I picked up from a section of a very small ebook, a small section from a small ebook uh, called Holy, 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 Proclaiming the Perfections of God. And Pastor Alistair Begg contributed a portion to that little booklet, and it, it is very good. And uh, we'll include details of how you can find that ebook online. In our, in our show notes. But I just want to follow his outline and then just kind of take off on some of those points. Uh, so first, let's quickly reiterate what we shared in that uh, podcast episode 007. The Holy Spirit is a unique person and not some force. He's not some ethereal cosmic power. He's not some divine influencer. The, the Bible always speaks of the Holy Spirit as he, never as it. You know, I quite often hear Christians whom I may be speaking with about the Holy Spirit, even right here in my own congregation, mm -hmm. you know, I'll hear people refer to the Holy Spirit in terms of it. And my kitchen table theologian friends, if and when you catch yourself referring to the Spirit as an it of some sort, I would encourage you, along with Pastor Begg, to bite your tongue immediately and stop doing that. So it's, it's imperative that we understand that the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, is personal. And as a person, he can be grieved. He can be quenched in terms of the exercise of his will. He can be resisted. Uh, later on down the road in our podcast, we'll spend a few podcasts explaining in a more exhaustive way the Holy Spirit and his roles in our world uh, and in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we kind of conjure up when we think about this, this person as a helper, someone that's going to walk alongside mm -hmm. with us in our lives. So, okay, the Holy Spirit is a unique person and not some force or crazy cosmic power or just a divine influencer. Right. And then also the Holy Spirit is both with the Father and with the Son. In theological terms, and these are good terms to know, He is co-equal and He is co-eternal. When we read the whole Upper Room Discourse in John chapters 13 to 17, it's kind of Jesus is <clears throat> really His last, last big discourse mm -hmm. that before he, he goes to the cross. Uh, we discover in that it was both the Father and the Son who would send the Spirit. 
and that's in John 14 and John 16. And then the Spirit came and acted, as it were, for both of them. So the activity of the Spirit is never given to us in Scripture in isolation from the person and work of Christ or in isolation from the eternal will of the Father. And anytime we start to think of the Spirit in any other terms, it can lead us down the road of heresy. So he's co-equal with the Father and the Son. He's co-eternal with the Father and the Son. So those are those two things. And then there's a third thing about the Holy Spirit in the context of the Trinity, and that's the Holy Spirit being the agent of creation. And I love this part of the Spirit's role and its role in creation. I think many of us don't know much about it or even think about it in terms of being the Holy Spirit, but there's this great account of creation at the beginning of the Bible that we're told, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And then here's the really cool part. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Or as I heard a child quoting this one day, the Spirit of God was hoovering over. <laughs> had, had a sucking vacuum it all cleaner, up. <laughs> yeah, hoovering over the surface of the waters. The, uh, the word for spirit and the Spirit of God, the word translated in the Hebrew of spirit is the, the, the Hebrew word ruach. It's mm. just, yeah, what a great word. It's just it's fun to say. In it. But the, yeah, and that, that word can also mean breath. Mm. And so the, in the Hebrew, you read about the Ruach Elohim, and that's the breath of the Almighty. Well, He is the agent of creation. And so we get this picture, or I, I, I always did. I remember when I was younger and reading that, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And, I, you know, your mind goes to whatever you've seen on, in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, I, I had this picture of this, like, ghost-like apparition, this... Uh, or fog. White fog. Yeah, like a fog yeah. that spread out over the water. And it, it, maybe it was something like that. We have no idea. But this is not, when we're reading that in the creation account, some ghost-like apparition of the Spirit that we see here. But rather, what we're seeing here is His power and His energy. And the picture is of God's energy breathing out creation, as it were, speaking the very worlds, the universe, mm into existence, putting the stars in place, putting the planets into space. And so when we read Isaiah and the, in chapter 40, the question is asked, who created these? Well, we have the answer in Genesis 1-2. The Spirit, Holy Spirit, is the irresistible power by which God accomplishes His person, His purpose. Uh, Dr. Sinclair Ferguson wrote a book on the Holy Spirit, and I bet you can't Ever guess the title of it? I would never even try to. The Holy Spirit. Oh, well, that's helpful. <laughs> hey, you know what it's about, right? <laughs> he, he noted in there that if we recognize the divine spirit of God, the, the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1-2, that provides us with what some people have referred to as the missing link. Mm. And Be careful there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mind is racing yeah. right now where we could go with that. But in, they're talking about this missing link in Genesis 1.26, and God said this, let us make man in our image. And so there's been this uh, argument and this back and forth, well, what is us? Who is us? And I totally agree with Dr. Ferguson. He says that chapter 1, verse 26, let us make men in our own image, points us back 
to chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and that gives us understanding of the definition of the word us. Let us make man in our image. Who or what is us? It's the Trinity. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hmm. So let's make sure we've got all of this. Just to review, the Holy Spirit is a unique person and not some force or cosmic power or just a divine influencer. The Holy Spirit is both one, both with the Father and with the Son, and the Holy Spirit was the agent of creation. Yeah, and lastly, the Holy Spirit is the agent, and I love this because of the progression that you see here, the Holy Spirit is the agent not only of creation, but also of God's new creation in Christ. He is the author of the new birth. Hmm. And we see this in John 3. And there's this classic encounter between Jesus and Nicodemus, first Irishman in the Bible, where Jesus said this, not really, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, and that word Spirit is capitalized, so we're, he's referring to the Holy Spirit, Unless you're born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So this truth, of course, is worked out throughout the rest of Scripture. And, you know, we tend to be, at least many of us, I tend to fall into this category sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> tremendously practical or pragmatic. You know, we even go so far as to ask ourselves, is this logical? Is this practical? Mm -hmm over is it true or does it make sense? So as Christians, we assume that this veracity of the Bible, therefore of what the Bible teaches us about the Trinity and more specifically about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we get all of our information about the Holy Spirit from, from the scriptures. And, you know, one of, our, one of our driving principles here at Kitchen Table Theology is to help you make theology practical and applicable to your life. And so we've got to ask this question, is the Trinity practical to our lives? I mean, you know, Jen, if we walked around to most Christians that we know and just said, hey, um, if the Trinity didn't exist, if the concept of the Trinity didn't exist, mm -hmm. would it really make any difference in your life? I mean, I, I hope people would answer with a resounding yes, but I have a feeling we might be facing some quizzical looks. Well, is it practical to our lives? Let, let me begin by ending, uh, you know, or let, let me begin by answering that question with by asking a question. So the question is this, what kind of salvation does the gospel give us? Does it only provide a judge who forgives our sins? If that's all it did, that'd be awesome because at the end of the day, our sins are forgiven, okay? So that's not bad. But really, in God's eyes, that wasn't good enough. The triune gospel is better by far. And as I hope you've been able to see a little bit today, it's God giving himself to us in creation, God giving himself to us in redemption, the same son who was begotten by the Father, and we've talked about that word begotten in previous podcasts, mm -hmm. the same son who was begotten by the Father before all worlds, was sent by the Father into this world. And the reason he came, he came to live, to die, to be raised from the dead for our salvation. And the same Holy Spirit who proceeded from the Father and the Son from all eternity was sent by the Father and sent by the Son into our world to live inside us and, and bring us to Christ. One of the roles that we know the Holy Spirit plays is he convicts people of sin. Why does he do that? To draw us to Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
And so that we can be brought into the family of God, surrounded by the love of God, and able to glorify and enjoy God forever. And so that is the Holy Trinity. It's not just a doctrine for the Christian, it's our lives. It's more than a mystery. It's more than this mind-bending math problem. We mentioned that a couple of podcasts ago, the the arithmetic of heaven. Mm. This is God the Father. Here it is. This is God the Father who loves us and gave His Son, God the Son, Jesus, for us. And Jesus loves us and gave Himself for us. And because He loves us, He sent a helper to us. Another another name of the Holy Spirit is uh, the Greek word is paraclete. And it means a comforter. Mm -hmm. So we have this comforter, this helper who has come to us, and he now lives inside of us. And so that's that's really the the Holy Trinity in in a nutshell and what they each have done uh, in in being and in role and in their co-eternality, their co-existence with each other. It's it's a beautiful picture of relationship. Mm. It's a beautiful picture of unity. It's a beautiful picture of salvation. Mm -hmm. And beautiful is the word I keep going Mm. back to because there's just such an amazing synergy about them working together in that component. And I love what you said. It's not just a doctrine. It's our life. Right. Because that, and that's the whole purpose of putting these podcasts together is Mm -hmm. about applying the scripture to our daily lives. Yeah. Our salvation is rooted. We have a Trinitarian salvation. mm -hmm. All three members of the Godhead uh, have been uh, incredibly involved. I mean, without them, we have no salvation. It's not just one of them. It's all three of them. Mm -hmm. And that salvation is what allows us to have new life Mm -hmm. and then life change. So, and he throws heaven in. Oh, just as a little bonus. <laughs> it just as an just added a, bonus. Just a little bonus. Well, hey, I, I know this is super helpful for me in shaking all of this out. And as we get down to the bottom, the real bulk of this is that life application and that life change. And speaking of, you have a special treat for us coming up that I'm excited to tell people about. Because speaking of life change and those who are passionate about life change, we just saw one of those people go on to glory. Yeah, my my friend uh, and mentor, Ravi Zacharias, passed away, I believe it was on May the 19th. And uh, just, you know, the C.S. Lewis of our, of our generation, I think God gave us, uh, and actually Vice President Pence said this at Ravi's memorial service, God gave us the great evangelist in Billy Graham, and God gave us the great apologist, mm. the defender of the faith in Ravi Zacharias. And uh so as, a, as an honor to him, as a memorial to him, I'm su- I suppose in a small way to grieve him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got with my friend, Dr. John Hall, and if you're a part of Low Country Community Church here, you will know John. Uh, John knew Ravi as, as, as I did, and so John and I sat down and we just talked about Ravi, mm-hmm. and we shared our remembrances, the lessons we learned, uh, just a lot of great memories. And we are going to uh, offer that to you, kitchen table theologians, as a two bonus podcasts because we couldn't fit it in one. And and John talks a lot. I couldn't get a word in edgewise. I imagine you, know. you would rival him word for word <laughs> if I had to guess. Well, when we're both talking about Ravi, yeah, it was it was fun. We had a lot of fun. It was really um, a, a neat thing for us to be able to do. And so we will be 
putting that uh, those two podcasts up. In the next few weeks, probably midweek, we'll, we'll drop those. And if you're subscribing, you'll, you'll see it come. And if you're not subscribing, go on and subscribe today. But uh, we're really looking forward to sharing that with you. If you knew of Ravi or knew about him or want to know more about him, uh, you can listen to, to, to those podcasts. Talk about someone with ripple effects to their life just that all over the world for outpouring and it will continue to yeah for for ages yep, and ages absolutely so. it will well hey guys we really hope that these resources really really help you that's our true intent each week we add a new podcast resource for you and if you haven't subscribed yet head on over to youtube or spotify or whatever platform you're listening from and hit subscribe we are putting more and more resources up for your study and personal growth in God's Word. Subscribing makes sure that you won't miss a thing. And if you leave us a review or a rating, that will help us reach more and more people. Because maybe today's podcast stimulated a question or two. We hope it did. And next time, we'll devote another entire podcast to answering your questions. So just shoot us an email at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. Ask a question and then tell us where you're listening from and a little bit about yourself. We love to hear about and from you. We're also going to be putting a couple of um, opportunities for you to ask a question up on my Instagram account, my Instagram page. You mean your story? My story. Uh, I'm trying to remember my Instagram. I think it's Pastor Jeff Cranston. I think it is too. <laughs> Try that. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're on Instagram and you want to follow me, Pastor Jeff Cranston, and sometimes in the stories we'll put something up about one of the podcasts and you can, you can just shoot me a question on that as well. Look at you, social media guy. Hi, I'm a guru all, with you're it. You're yeah. all fancy. Well, hey, as we wrap up today's podcast, let's remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that our time together today has helped you become a better kitchen table theologian. Our next series will be on the person of God, his amazing attributes. You will not want to miss it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.